Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. We are going to continue where we left off. I want to read in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 18. We're going to go through this a little bit slowly because there's a lot in it. And um, I'm going to begin by reading here in the beginning of verse 18. The Apostle John is writing and he says, Little children. Now this, I need to point out that this is a Greek word that actually means infants or babes in Christ. So let me begin again. He says there in verse 18, Little children, infants or babes in Christ, it is the last hour. Now, I mentioned this before. The term last hour is from the Greek, better translated, last days. And its meaning is best explained in the way that the writer of Hebrews uses it to distinguish between the Old Testament period and the New Testament period. I, I talked about this last week. Remember again in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1, he says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past, that is talking about the Old Testament, all right, to the fathers by the prophets, verse 2, has in these last days, referring now to the New Testament period, spoken uh, to us by his son. And I want to stop there. Notice the, the two time periods, time past and last days. That term last days is what the Apostle John is talking about. When he, when he says, this is the last hour. I, Howard Marshall explains it in this way. He says, now that the last period in world's history has been inaugurated by the coming of Jesus, it could not be long before the end. And again, why the Apostle John uses the term, the last days. So let's continue on in verse 18. He says, little children, it is the last hour or last days, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour or last days. Now notice in this verse the two terms again, and I spoke to you about this before, but let me bring it to your attention very quickly. There is the term Antichrist that is singular, and the phrase Antichrist which is plural. Can you see that? Okay. So there is only one Antichrist, okay, the Antichrist when he comes. And what's interesting is that the Apostle John actually coined this phrase. You don't find this anywhere else. I was a little surprised by that. I thought it would be all over the Bible, but it isn't. It's only in the epistles of John. Okay? And um, in fact, this happens to be the very first occurrence of both of these terms. Now, although the Apostle John came up with the term, Antichrist, its exist or his existence wasn't unknown. All right? It wasn't hidden at all. In fact, the Apostle Paul identifies him, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, as, now notice singular, the man of sin and the son of perdition. Let me define that before we go on. Perdition is defined as a state of eternal punishment and damnation. Sounds pretty bad, doesn't it? Okay. Into which, listen now, a sinful and unrepentant person passes after death. Did you get that? A sinful and unrepentant person. Now that is the key thing that I want to bring to your attention because society is starting to move in a direction where sin is becoming something of a norm. And so there's no repentance. Do you understand? In fact, you're almost persecuted for not thinking a certain way sometimes. You, you hear what I'm saying? Amen? Alright. That's why I said this, this is very relevant for us now. Also, it means complete and utter ruin and destruction. And so, knowing all that, now you understand, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3, he says, Let no one deceive you by any means, 
For that day, and it's a capital D, will not come, talking about the last days, I'll explain all this in a minute, will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Now, this is one of the most misinterpreted, misunderstood verses there ever existed. Okay? And I think the reason is, is because the, the two interpretations, and people have been fighting about these two different interpretations, I think both of them are right. A lot of times when I notice that people are very uh, passionate about something being a certain way, and then somebody says, no, 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 it's this way, it's a clue. We need to wake up and ask ourselves, does it mean both things? The way that we read this, and generally it's read, is that the Apostle Paul is saying, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day, talking about judgment day, will not come unless all the saints, there's going to be a great falling away of saints, that they come first, and then the man of sin is revealed, and the son of perdition. Okay, so they see this as a falling away of, you know, people are just turning to apostasy and that's kind of what that word means. All right, but there's another meaning to that word. There's another way you can translate this verse. Are you ready for the next way? Now remember I told you both are true and I'll then explain to you why I believe. First of all, the word falling away can either mean falling away, rebellion or apostasy But it also can be translated departing or departure. Did you get that? Okay. Additionally, the word unless, all right, when it says unless the falling away comes first, is the Greek word that can all, I won't tell you what the Greek words are. They're in my footnotes, but you don't need to know. All right. It's, It's the Greek word that can also mean except or before. All right. So, what this, what the Apostle Paul is really saying here is that That day, referring to the tribulation, or the seven-year period of great suffering, will not come except or before the departure, okay, referring to the rapture of the church, comes first. Only then will the man of uh, sin or the Antichrist be finally revealed. So remember I told you, so that is the other side, okay? So what I'm, what I'm, What I'm saying to you is, there are two things here. The reason that they're having so much trouble translating this and understanding it, and, and it could go you know, in both directions, because it is going in both directions. We are getting one thing, you know, darkness is getting darker, if I could say that, and the light is getting brighter. Okay? So there is, the church is beginning to, to grow stronger and more powerful, and the gifts are starting to move again, and things are, and I believe that it's happening here, and it will, things will happen here, and I'm seeing things happening out there. But, um, you know, one of the things that I see is that those that are turned on to God are really turned on to God. Amen? And those that are, become, that are religious and, and don't want any of that are really going off the rails. I mean, even in the church today, there is division about things that there shouldn't be division about. Can I say it like that? And, and it's, it's almost shocking some of the things that we're finding out. And that's what I mean by both of these things are right. So we can see that as, as things start going off the rails more and more, all right, and there's a falling away. You're all getting this? Okay. At the same time, as the church grows stronger, more righteous, more holy, more powerful. There is no way that this Antichrist can show himself until we're gone. Because if he shows himself, we'll just put an end to it. We'll just pray. See, because we pray, all of God's forces begin to move. 
he can't work with that coming against him. Remember, he tried once before and it, went, it just all went south, literally. And he was thrown down into hell. <laughs> okay? I mean, it, all right? And so he knows not to do that again. Uh, you know, that was one fight that he thought well, it was a bad day for everybody in hell. Okay? All the rebelling angels. So, we know that's not going to happen. So, what, what we see here now is this is the great deception that is coming. That's why I called it the great deception. This is starting to come in. And it's really sad that if you are not grounded in the Word of God, and you know the, the way it is written, not the way you want it to be written, okay, all right? Rightly dividing the Word of truth. Okay, that's why the Apostle Paul said that to Timothy, make sure you do that. Make sure you're rightly divided, because otherwise people are, are ministering uh, messages that are suiting themselves and suiting the congregation, but it's despicable to God, basically, what they're saying and what they're doing. Amen? It doesn't please God. What we want to do is please God. Can I get an amen on that one? All right. That's the whole point of all of this. All right. So, <clears throat> let's move on. As to the term Antichrist itself, in his commentary... Simon J. Kistemacher uh, explains that the uh, preposition anti means not only in place of, it also signifies against. Thus, Antichrist comes in the place of Christ and stands in opposition to him. That's why in the very next verse, listen to this. All right, the Apostle Paul goes in to say, this is 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 4, talking about the Antichrist. He says, who opposes, that is Christ, and exalts himself... Above all that is called God. Does this sound familiar? Alright. Or that is worshipped. So that he sits uh, as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Wow. That is some very powerful stuff there. Notice that it says that he will sit as God in the temple of God. Meaning that he is going to present himself as the Messiah to all the Christ-rejecting Jews. And they are going to accept him only to find that he is not the Christ, but the Antichrist, and all too late. Now that's a whole other series and we don't have time. <laughs> all right? But I want you to understand, whenever you reject Christ, whenever you, you reject God, then all that's left open is everything that is not God. Amen? And we are going to see a physical manifestation of that happen... When, notice where he, turned, where he comes into the temple. Into the, you know the Jerusalem temple is being built? Did you know that? Okay. Do you know it needs to be there for him to walk in? This is a very significant time that we're living in. All the pieces are going into place for the last days. Now, the good news is, we'll be out of here. Okay, because remember... Unless the departure of the church happens, this, is, this thing cannot happen. Are you all here? And all those Jews that have been saying the Christians got it wrong, when the Christians are gone, they'll realize they got it wrong. Seriously. And that's what we know. If we're doing end times, we're going to realize that it's not 144,000 Jehovah's Witnesses, but 144,000 Jews that are going to get converted immediately. They're going to realize that the Christ has already come. And that's where the problem is going to start. Because they're going to recognize this Antichrist who is going to bring peace and call himself a man of peace. He's suddenly going to turn and this is going to happen. He's going to go into their most holy place. See, 
one of the things that we need to realize is, if they rejected Jesus, are you ready for this? Are you, are you all with me? Is it too much? Okay, alright. <laughs> because they rejected Jesus, they are now looking for something. See, they're still looking for their Messiah. Are you with me? He came, they crucified him, and so they're looking for another one. Because they didn't like that one. I don't know why he healed people. He did everything right. Not like he was doing stuff that was embarrassing. That turned up in the, you know, the, the daily Jerusalem rag, whatever, you know, it says, Jesus, you know, uh, uh, seen drunk and stumbling or, you know, none of that stuff. He associated with drunks, but he got them saved. Amen. He associated with the unreputable and got them reputable. He went places where all the religion didn't go. And that's what really bugged all the religious leaders, that he could do that and then turn around and forgive somebody of their sins and to prove that he had done that, he would say, get up, pick up your bed, go home. Person that's paralyzed from head to toe. He says, so you know that the Son of Man has power. And that just threw them as well. You know, if he said Son of God, it would have made more sense to them. But he says Son of Man, and then that, that sends him in the whirly bird as well. I love the way Jesus keeps everybody just off balance. You know, for those who receive him, he makes perfect sense. For those who are constantly criticizing and constantly running their little religion in their brain, it doesn't make any sense. Because one of the things that religion does is it gets you off the straight path and puts you on a very curvy one. Do you hear me? And gets you the master of your journey instead of trusting God to be your fortress, your deliverer, your guide. Amen. Amen? However, before all this happens, the Apostle John says that there are going to be many antichrists that are going to appear. And which the Apostle John says will be the way that we know that it is the last hour or the last days. That is a sign. You know, a lot of times you can look at the, the news, and let me help you with this a little bit. Sometimes it can be very discouraging when you see things that are going on in the news and in society. And, you know, people, uh, things that are gaining ground that shouldn't. Things that are losing ground that shouldn't. And, you know, you sit there and you think, what is going on here? The last days. We are literally coming to the end of an age. Do you hear me? And you need to understand that all of that... See, the devil has to build his army. And it's, and it's going to be seen. It's not some invisible army that suddenly shows itself. We're going to know about it. Now, we can pray, and we should pray, but we need to also understand that people have wills. Do you hear me? And they're going to choose what they want to choose. Now, we can pray and help them be influenced in the right direction, but no matter how much influence there is over someone, if they decide to do the wrong thing, have you noticed they'll just do the wrong thing? Can I get an amen on that one? Okay, alright. So we need to be aware of that and not be discouraged. And also start looking at what's going on now from an encouraging point and say, woohoo, the last days are coming. Because don't let what's happening around you influence what's going on inside of you. You become stronger. You become more holy. Because you know what? You're going. Okay? You're not going to be left in this filth. You are going to be taken up. They're going to be left down here. 
Are you here? So the, the real thing that you need to be concerned about is how can I affect them before I leave? Can I get a few more out of that puddle, out of that mess before we go? Isn't that a better way of thinking about this? And I want you to, that, that's the reason why the Apostle Paul is talking to these Christians because they were having these issues. They were worried about, oh my gosh, look at all that's going on and freaking out. But I want you to understand something that those that commit themselves to prayer, you know, you get into the presence of God. Do you know what God always says? He, let me tell you what he doesn't say. God doesn't, when you get in the presence of God, you don't go from being, oh, hallelujah, to, oh my gosh, God, you're really worried. Ah, uh, stop pacing God. You're making me nervous now. Is not what you'll ever see. He'll always say, be still. Because you're the one pacing. <laughs> and he says, and he'll say to you, know that I am God. As my daughter would say, that's God's way of saying, I got this. <laughs> Amen. It may look like the devil has it. That's what he thought once before. Big mistake. Another one coming. Doesn't learn his lesson. Notice the man of sin and unrepentance. Do you hear me? That's the devil. He sinned and he's unrepentant. You all hear? So he encourages the same thing or inspires the same thing in others. And we need to watch out for that. Oh, I want to get to some awesome scriptures still. All right. <laughs> Let's continue. In fact, biblical commentator McDonald says that it is remarkable that the day in which we live is characterized by the existence of many antichrists or many Christ-denying cults. And these all bear testimony to the fact that the coming of the Savior is near. Amen? Alright, now, that doesn't mean that we just go mad because we're going and say, Alright, hurry up and come Jesus. Let them all go to hell. Okay, because sometimes we think that. Don't all look all holy at me. Come on, be honest now, all right? Some days we just think that. We just think, you know what? Let him. Just, you know, that's not our call. We pray, we believe, it, and you know what? You be blessed for what you do. Not for the decisions that they make. Do you hear me? So, if you're praying and they're getting worse, <laughs> okay? As long as God asks you to pray... Are you all listening? Please listen to this. As long as God asks you to pray, you are being rewarded for praying. Not rewarded for how they respond. You are being rewarded for praying. You are rewarded for what you do for God, led by the Spirit, regardless of what happens out there. Do you get this? So always understand something. You know, if you're praying and you're thinking, I don't think they deserve it. Can, no, wait, 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 wait. You deserve to be blessed. Uh, let me give you a little quick thing on prayer and we'll get back to this. Is whenever you're going to pray, the first thing you need to do is say, God, if there is anything in my life getting in the way, if I've sinned in any way that known or unknown, I just want to get rid of it right now. I want to lay it at your feet and if you remind me of anything, I won't make, won't make any excuses. The only words that will come out of my mouth is, sorry God, forgive me. And then I know that the only words that will come out of your mouth is forgiven, cleansed. Restored. Back to perfection. Amen. Now we can pray. Amen? Amen? But what if it keeps coming up? That's under the blood. That's when you tell that demon, get out. Because there are little demons that hang around that will try to bring things back 
some strife or something that you know is going on to get you off focus. Because now you're thinking about that situation and you're not focusing on praying. You're not focusing on releasing faith. You're not focusing on believing for the impossible. Amen? Be very careful of the conversations that you have in your mind, in your imagination, when you start to pray. If you are having a problem, there is a sin you need to get rid of. And you need to understand that if you've gotten rid of it, then it's a demon that you need to get out. You need to say, no, shut up, get out, in Jesus' name. Get in. You say, yeah, but what if that problem... That is, if the person that you were having issue with, if they've got a problem, now that's their sin. Do you understand? So don't carry that. You've just got to leave it alone. You don't want to be quantumly entangled. Okay, no. <laughs> there, there is a spiritual con- quantum entanglement, which is why God says, forgive, because you break that entanglement. It's a funny thing, you know, how connected we are and we don't realize. Anyway... Now, in relation to the term Antichrist itself, John MacArthur explains that the term refers to a principle of evil incarnated in people who are hostile and opposed to God. Jesus himself warned us of their existence and also their power to deceive. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 5 and 24, let me read them. First in Matthew 24, 5, he says, For many, notice many, plural, will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And will, will deceive many. They're going to be successful, sadly. So when you see people being deceived by things that you think, Oh my Lord, it's so obvious. Not to them. And in fact, they'll fight you for the right to follow after. Whatever that is. Be careful. Alright, verse 24. He goes in to say, For false Christ, again plural, And false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Wow. Notice, great signs and wonders. And if possible, they will even deceive the elect. Now, I think I'm running out of time. So what I might need to do is, uh, let me just jump forward because I've got a lot to go through before I can get to these next scriptures. But I don't want to leave you on a low here. Okay, and confused. So let me jump forward. We will deal with this next week. All right. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, Jesus says something here. I want you to listen to this uh, in view of what you've just heard. All right. About people, false Christ, false Christ. All right. False prophets doing all those signs and wonders. Matthew seven twenty-one to 23, Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Remember we, saw that, we just saw that in John, in verses 17 through 19. Alright? About the world passing away, remember? But he who does the will of God abides forever. Okay, interesting, isn't it? Alright? So notice he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? What is a key word in that? Many will say. Did you see that? See, we take people at their word. Because we can't see into the lives and hearts of people. 
But guess what? And they could fool everybody down here, but they can't fool God. They would say that to us, and we might believe them, but, and they think when they get to heaven, they can do the same thing with God. But guess what? Jesus says, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Do you understand what that term means? You were never saved. Jesus knows every one of his sheep by name, even the naughty ones. Okay, I don't care what color sheep you are, black or white, he knows. Okay, y'all know what I'm saying, okay. But he knows you. He might say, good Tesh, naughty Roche, but he still knows our names. He knew both of us. But so if he turns around to someone and says, I never knew you, he's saying, you don't belong to my flock. You never made me Lord of your life. Whatever you've been doing in my name, it was, you say that, but I never knew you. Watch what he says here. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So they say something, but their works are something entirely different. Do you understand? So whatever they're doing, now we're going to find out later on, uh, and I don't want to do a study on this at this stage, but they're also called lying signs and wonders. The reason that they are called lying signs and wonders is because there are things that are not coming from God. They are lies of something that is true. So I want you to understand something, that when you start to see things going on out there, and you think, oh my gosh, how can they get away with that? How many have thought that? Well, they might down here, but not up there. Amen? So our prayer needs to be, God, let them come to their senses now. Did the eyes of their understanding be opened now, while it's not too late and they can repent? Because once they drop dead, it's over. So your concern isn't how it's going to affect you, but how you are going to affect it. What are you going to do about things? Because when things get too bad down here, we'll leave. God will take us. In fact, we're going to go up a glorious church. We're not going to go a defeated church. We are going to become such a problem to the devil. And we are going to come to a place, and let me finish with this, where it is going to be crystal clear the truth about God and the choice you make either for Him or against Him. There's not going to be any question marks. It's only at that point can we be taken up. Do you understand? So regardless of how many people get saved, no matter how big meetings there are out there, until all this happens at once, until we get to a place where everybody has come to the, that kind of valley of decision and decided either for God or against God, this won't happen. Are you with me? Because people are waiting for that to happen, but that's what, that's what it's going to take. Amen. I've, run, I've totally run out of time. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. We will come back to this and I'll give you more detail on what we've just talked about. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, we thank you today for your word and we thank you, Father, for all the things that you're bringing.